Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. and germs we are back germs i can't speak apparently we are back with another episode of cuckoo with coco i told you i'd have some new stuff for you this week um so how's everybody doing are we having a good day i hope we're having a great week um i'm kind of tired but you know the days are looking like they're shorter like it looks like it goes from noon to 10 p.m in about 20 minutes like today it was even hailing. I'm recording early because I have plans to hang out with Laura tomorrow. So I'm doing this on a Tuesday and I never do it this early, but I figured I'd give myself a break and Laura a break because I don't want to pressure her into recording an episode that she's not ready for. So I'm back in New York, week two of being back in New York. And I'm already itching to return to Florida. I got to tell you guys, Ever since I've been back, my neck and shoulders are killing me. I must be carrying a lot of stress because I've never felt so like crunched up spine wise. Like I lean forward and uh, <laughs> I lean forward and I'm slunched over like slouched, I think is the right word. Like my posture is really fucked lately and I can really feel it in my neck. I just feel like really tense. I think I need a massage soon, but I don't go do those anymore because that costs money and I'm trying to save it. So as I've said before, traveling has never been my favorite thing. Like it is not traveling, you know, traveling would be so much simpler if stupid shit like this didn't happen to me. So like between my mood and the stupid shit while I was flying, you know, I can feel a difference in my mood. Like besides the flight, everything has gone smoothly getting back here, but I can only hope my return is as smooth. I got, (laughs) this is the problem. Okay. I don't know what happened. Okay. So this is the thing. So this is what happened. Okay. So this is me leaving here to go to Florida. Okay. I get on my flight. The flight attendant did the usual spiel of all the exits and everything. And, you know, put your mask on before you put on, um, before you help, before you help someone else put their mask on, you got to put yours on first. So, uh, they went through the entire thing. And what's funny was after he went through all of that, he was trying to introduce, he introduced himself. He introduced his, uh, co-stewardess or flight attendant, whatever they call it. And, um, mm-hmm. And what he couldn't remember was the pilot's name. I probably said this in the last episode, but, you know, my sisters were talking over me pretty much. So uh, I couldn't really get words in. I mean, I love them, but it's ridiculous. Um, I hope you enjoyed that episode, by the way, because I haven't done a family episode with kids 
And it was still the same amount of cursing, if not more. But, um, so he couldn't remember the name of the pilot. And I said, dude, isn't this your job? How many pilots do you, like, how many pilots do you work for you, Hooker? (laughs) Um, Like, you don't know every name of the man you've worked with? Like, that's a little sketch. (laughs) I then learned, as said flight attendant walked by, that the spiel they give about the stupid oxygen masks and exits is recorded. Like, it's not even genuinely them speaking. Like, they just change where the exits and entrances are on the plane. Like the locations of the exits, I should say. There's only one entrance onto the plane, but there's multiple ways to get off of it. And they do that stupid wavy thing. Like they're directing traffic. Like in the case of an emergency, I don't think we'll be single filing anywhere. Okay. There's going to be panic, chaos, and it's going to be a clusterfuck of people screaming, crying, and praying for their mama or the dear baby Jesus or whatever. Okay. So it's not going to be a safe flight. (laughs) So... I get off. I feel like a fucking vampire because the the plane ride itself was successful due to COVID. You have to wear a mask the entire time unless you're eating. And only if you are only if you're actively eating something, can you take it off? But they also did unless you had to fill up an entire row of people. They kept one seat empty between everybody. So not everybody was on top of each other because that's how a normal flight would have gone outside of a pandemic. So. There was a seat between me and the guy. So I was like, oh my God, extra room. Like it was so great. So I had a, I had a great flight there. And then I felt like a fucking vampire when I get there because it was bright as shit. And it was like, you know, being a Spanish vampire. So, you know, you still got the flavor, but you're still dead. (laughs) So I feel like I've been inside for way too long, I guess, because when I got off this plane, my eyes were on fire. Like I couldn't believe how bright it was. And I was like, this is where I need to be. This is where I need to be because I'm a pleasant little flower and I'm going to bloom here instead of freeze to death and die in New York. So that's, that's where my head is right now. So I'd rather be in warmer weather than be frozen in time here. That's a good one. (laughs) So anyway, it seems to be that Florida is operating normally and separately during COVID as people are still walking around with like no masks on, um, not really without masks on, but like what it is, is like if you're walking around someplace and you have a beverage or you have food in your hand or something, usually you're allowed to keep it off. So it's like, okay, so we're just pretending everything normal down here. <laughs> um, the one restaurant we went to did not require masks to go inside. Like my mom and I went to this Spanish restaurant immediately as I got, well, not immediately, but like my flight came in at like 10 o'clock and then we went out to lunch at like 12 or so. And we went to the Spanish place and they did not require masks. And I felt like I was very out of place. Like I didn't know what was going on. So that being said, we went into this place and my mom always has some kind of incident go on with anywhere she goes. And she said that the last time she went there, they charged her and my brother Will like 40 bucks to eat, which made no sense because the plates were really cheap, which they were. They were like eight bucks each. And with them two eating, it should probably maybe have cost like $25 with tip. So it was three of us to eat. And my mom said that the price for the three of us to eat was only a little bit more than what he charged for just the two of them. So I think she, she got charged 40 bucks 
And it might have might have been like 45 with tip this time. So of course, she's like, he overcharged me the last time I came here. And I was like, Oh, man, here we go. Like, there's always something with my mom. It's always funny. And it's always it always has to do with money. That's the funny part. It never has to do with anything else. It's always a money situation. By the way, if you hear any scrunching or anything, it's because I'm in bed again. <laughs> because the only thing I can think of to do is be under my goose down blanket. That's about it. Um, the food was delicious, though. And uh, I was very happy with it. It was Spanish food, which is like ugh, a godsend. <laughs> not that I don't know how to cook it, but not having to cook it and just being able to just eat it and relax is nice. <laughs> The new puppy is cute. Uh, I met him in person. He's a little wily. So he's a little more up in your face than Rico. But Rico's older. Rico's older by a lot. And new puppies don't know how to act. So this dog still gets crated like when we go out and stuff because he likes to chew on everything. Like he already chewed on like a leg of a chair. And my mom was not thrilled with that. So she keeps him crated. Um I don't know what he's actually answering to because his name when he was adopted is Copper and my mom has changed it to Chacho. Don't know why. Maybe she just doesn't like Copper, but he should be Copper because he's got like goldish red hair. So like a penny. So uh, I haven't done anything like I haven't called his name or anything. I've just been going like a cat. Like, that's what I've been doing at that dog. That's what I did at that dog anyway. I'm not there anymore, unfortunately. Um, I honestly, you know, I didn't know what to do with all that free time. Like, I had so much free time. I didn't have to wake up early, even though I did, because the kids still had school, which was kind of a bummer. So they would go to school, and all the noise in the house would wake me up, and I would just be... I slept on the couch, which wasn't a bad couch to sleep on. It was actually really nice. And uh, it was comfy and apparently nobody sits on it. So I had a perfect sleeping spot. So I had a really, really comfortable sleeping spot, which is weird to say because couches are never comfortable. So uh, I, I, I have to tell you, it was a blessing and a curse to leave because my family is nuts and loud and whatever, but it also made me miss them a lot. So, cause they're not near me, they're in Florida and it's not like I can, if I'm having an issue, go to my mother's house. Like I'm, I'm having separation issues, I think now. And I didn't have that before, but now I do. Um, we rewatched the haunting of Bly Manor, me and my mother. And for some reason, I don't know if it was the setting on her TV, but I feel like it was way darker than when I watched it. Because at that point, the, how dark the screen was, I'd rather have watched a black screen with just noise. Like, it would have made more sense to just, you know, you know how they used to listen to the radio and have to imagine stuff happening in their head? I would rather have done that because you couldn't see anything. And it's not like it was ultra bright when we were watching it. It was like overcast. So there should have been enough coverage where I could see what was happening on the TV. Anyway. Like, the sun was definitely going down every time we watched that show, and, like, you still couldn't see what was on the screen. <laughs> the ending, though, <laughs> I'm telling you, the whole series just gives you one more episode of what these people have lost. And it hurt 
even more to watch it the second time because when you watch things the first time, you miss out on certain things. So when you catch up on it and you watch it for a second time, you pick up on more things like the Hannah episode where she finally realizes she's dead or when you see how Bex dies. I didn't even realize that that stupid asshole Peter Quint possessed her and made her drown herself. Like I was like, what? And he did it because he didn't want to be alone in the afterlife. Like what kind of selfish shit? Like, oh my God. I couldn't even believe it. Could not believe it. I was like, I missed this because I have no idea what just even happened. And uh, so that that blew my mind because I was like, I'm so glad I watched it again and actually paid attention this time. And uh, of course, the, you know, the ending is super sad still. Um, Danny gave up her life with Jamie to just, you know, to not kill her, apparently, because the beast was coming out of her, which is the Lady of the Lake. And uh, just really upsetting because <laughs> that's like true love right there, because you know, you'd rather not kill the person you love. (laughs) And I'm tired of seeing all these BuzzFeed stories. I'm tired of seeing all these pins on Pinterest about it. I'm just tired of it. And, uh, and that it was just so intense. And then, you know, my mother and I talked about me moving down there and being with the family and stuff. And I just think I need to get out of New York and I've been saying it for like a few episodes now and it's just, it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be what it's going to be. Everything is hard work. Nothing, nothing good comes easy as, as they say. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that everything works out. Okay. And smooth. So, um, I've been, you know, I want to know why moving is one of the most difficult things you can do. I moved out of my parents into my own place and I'm moving again. And it's just, there's so many things. Like, why do we collect so many things? Why do we buy things to fill up our places? Like, I don't need to be buying anything. Like, I really don't. And, you know, shit just like, it turns into like a hoarding thing. Like, I'm just so sick of it. But we have so many things and so many boxes and so many decisions we need to make. And it's just so stressful. I think maybe that's why I'm all hunched up all the time. It's not even that it's a posture thing, but it's just, it's really annoying to have to just be packing up my life and moving every five minutes. So that being said, you know, moving is a big ordeal as it always is, but you know, it's just me. So maybe it'll just be easier because <laughs> it's just my stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm making all these plans and I'm researching like day in and day out, like it's keeping me busy and that's what I need. But I also feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I've gotten like plenty of emails and callbacks and let's set up a zoom interview, but nothing definite's happened yet, but I could possibly be wishing for things to happen too quickly. So maybe I should just relax and let it come to me. And if it doesn't, it will work out at some point. So that's, that's my piece on that. (laughs) I'm hoping I have enough here to, you know, cover an hour, but we'll see. Um, So besides moving being an uncomfortable thing, sharing social media space with your parents. I don't know if anybody else feels like this, but I'm not ready for that. (laughs) And I'm 31. Like I am not prepared for my mom to be, you know, like with the shenanigans. I just can't. Like, I still find it weird that my social media posts make it to my mother's eyes. 
Like, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but I don't feel mature enough to share this type of space with my mother. And it doesn't, it's not that it makes me uncomfortable. It's just that I post really scandalous ratchet stuff. And my mom just goes along with it. And I'm like, mom, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, she scandalizes it with her co-signing on it. On all my ratchet posts, like I posted something about how Bath and Body needs to invest in a scent that helps ladies orgasm. And she said, sounds like a great idea or that's a good plan or some shit. And I was like, oh my God, mom. (laughs) I was like, you can't, you can't. Like my brain hurt after that. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) I've talked to her before and I was like, you know, I was like, you know, how do you feel about seeing my posts? And she goes, you're, you're fucking ridiculous. Like, that's it. Like you're out of your fucking mind, which is really funny because I'm okay with it. But, um, it's so funny. I don't ever post any mediocre shit. I post things that I like to post, uh, memes, stuff I find on Pinterest. And I just genuinely enjoy making people laugh. And I gave that to my friend Laura today. And that made me really happy that I was able to cheer her up because she had a situation at work that had to do with um, being on hold with an insurance for like over an hour and working, having worked in that type of field, I understand that frustration because I've had to do that before. I've worked in many doctor's offices where I have had to sit on hold with a patient's insurance, which holds them up, which then gets you yelled at. But it's like, if I can't verify your insurance, they're sure as shit not taking you back there unless it's like someone they know. So i a lot of medical offices are like that. Like they won't, if we can't verify your insurance, like you have to wait until we verify it, which is, I'm glad like technology has progressed because that was eight years ago. Oh God, excuse me guys. I'm tired. Um, it holds up the process, but like eight years ago is when all of that shit was happening. Like now they do all the checks before you even show up, like even collecting a copay, like especially with COVID going on, they don't really collect copays in office anymore because, you know, the less interaction, the better. And now when you go to the doctor's office, they have to give you a password to get in. I think I told you this around 4th of July where you had to like, or I think one of the passwords was cupcake or something. And it was so weird. But this time it was more frustrating because when I went to go see my doctor this time in October, I think it was, either September or October, she, um, my phone does this thing where if it doesn't recognize the phone number, it silences it. So I'm like, oh my God. So every time they would call me to give me the password, it would push it to voicemail. And I was like, damn it, I'm never getting in to see this doctor. Like my phone is being quite the doctor blocker, the doc blocker. Oh my God. That's great. The doc blocker instead of like a cock blocker when like, you know, uh, Someone gets in the way of you having sex. That's a cock block. For those of you that don't know, because some of you might not know. So, (laughs) but for those of you who do know, we're calling it doc blocking. So, um, (laughs) so, oh, let me tell you something else I did that was really stupid. So I thought my telehealth appointment was today. (laughs) So they make you pre-register for it. So of course I fucking did it. And I assumed that the appointment was for today. And when I looked again, it said the 19th. And I was like, what day is today? (laughs) I'm like, oh man, it's Tuesday the 17th. My appointment is the 19th. Why do you have me pre-registered two days in advance? I get so confused so easily. 
But I was like, whatever, I'm just going to relax and eat my dinner then, whatever. So then I did that. And then I played some video games, played some Call of Duty with Rocco and Julio and Chef Dan. Well, they call him Hunter now, but, you know, sucking at that game. (laughs) It was the only splurge I did for myself for the rest of the year was that video game. So that's what I'm playing until I pack up my computer for the move. So sucking at that game. I mean, I don't know what the problem is, though, playing that. Because I've never had a hard time playing Call of Duty. Like, that was my starter drug for a game. That's, you know, oh, the gateway game is what they call it. Because they call it a gateway drug if you do one drug, it, which leads to other shit. Which is really crazy, because why would you put such a spiritual take on something that could ruin your fucking life? Like a gateway drug? Like, gateway just makes me think of the pearly gates. And drugs equals Satan. So what are we really doing with this backwards ass shit? Like it's, it's very, I don't know if it's hypocritical is the right word. I don't even know what to call it. Like conundrum, maybe. Um, But gateway game was, oh, actually, this is a good story. So many, many years ago, I was dating this guy who had a PS3 And he used to play Call of Duty all the time. And that's how I first started playing it. And what's funny is, I wasn't really spoiled. I was just a really good student, really good kid, straight, like straight edge, like always doing what I was told till now. And uh, (laughs) for some reason, I have a real rebellious streak lately. But back then I was always good. I was a good girl. I used to help babysit around the house. I used to take stuff, take care of stuff around the house when my mom wasn't around. So I asked her. She was out already. I think she was on her way home, but she said she was stopping by Target. So I asked her, I was like, you know, is there any way that at some point, like for Christmas or whatever, could you get me like a PlayStation and like Call of Duty? And you know what's funny? She came home that night and she had it. Like she had the system and she gave it to me and I plugged it in and I've never been the same, dude. Not that I haven't played a system before that. I have. But like the PlayStation 3 was like the thing to have. And... You know, what's funny. That shit lasted a very long time. Like, I must have taken care of it very well, regardless of the amount of dust that's probably inside of it. But um, I have a PS4 now, and apparently the PS5 just came out, and everyone's having a fit because it's having a complete meltdown. And that's what your ass gets for getting the system on the first round. You can't get the first wave of systems. I have learned that the hard way because the PS4 I had um, burnt out. <laughs> and it was it always had problems it always sounded like it was gonna take flight and um i got like the ps4 slim if that's what they call it no fucking idea but anyway i've uh i've always gotten what i've asked for and i'm very appreciative of my parents for having had the ability to give me stuff like that without um just knowing that i'm a good person and you know or i try to be a good person sometimes the things i do don't have the best intentions and, you know, maybe it's like a double-edged sword with me anyway. And, you know, maybe that's something I have to work on, but, you know, maybe I fix myself first and everything will fall in line. Um, my time of the month's coming, so I'm getting real sappy about it, but, um, I'm in a little bit of pain. I don't know if anybody can tell, probably not. Uh, but I'm in a little pain, (laughs) hence why I'm back in bed. Because after this podcast, I'm going to go take a shower and probably go to sleep. (laughs) And it's only 9.05. So that tells you how old lady I am. Hmm. So um, 
speaking of social media, let's get back to that. Um, Oh, my mom, let's get back to my mother. So I guess my mom is just at the age, like on social media where she doesn't give a fuck and is just hanging out for a good time. She posts a lot of political stuff, which who cares? Um, we probably don't share the same political views, but I don't like to express that shit on here because that's again, not what this is. Also, are they going to have to drag Trump out of the White House or what? And that video or that picture of the U-Haul pulling up to the White House and them saying Melania's leaving? Hysterical. I've never laughed harder. I saw that meme and Melania's ready to be out. She's ready to be done, probably. She's probably like, I had enough of this bullshit-ass attention. Anyways, so we're still waiting to see what happens with the Biden-Trump shit. But so far, it's clear that Biden won. Okay. That's all I have to say about it. So, uh, like I said, my mom likes to post a lot of political shit. It's whatever. I kind of just keep scrolling unless it's actually funny. Um, not to like my grandmother's on Facebook too, but she posts a lot of like sensitive shit. Like she posts a lot of mushy, wish my dead loved one was here type garbage. And I'm like, all right, grandma, I know you're sad. You can only be sad for so long. Like, Come on, let's get it together. Let's put the big girl panties on and let's, you know, do life. Um, she's not doing great right now, but um, she's also not being very friendly towards me, let's say that. But, you know, I only ever hear about hear from her if it's like a bill or something, which, you know, it's whatever. So at least I know she's still alive because of that, because I tried to text her after that and be like, I love you. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And that was it. And I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> so that's how she is. So my grandma's just my grandma. She's always been like that. But, you know, I guess it comes with the territory of, you know, being a widower. But that's all right. Um, I let it roll down my back. Um, anyway, so funny thing, like speaking of family who share social media space, my sisters do not use Facebook. My sister Addison, she was like, she said Facebook is for old people. I was cracking up because that's actually true. Like all my generation uses Facebook and my sister's generation is just like all over Snapchat and Instagram. And I'm like, how can you just be on Instagram? Like I I'm on Facebook more than Instagram because I like to see people write things. Whereas Instagram is mostly just pictures. Like I'm really not even looking at the captions on these pictures when they're posted. Like I just, I just chill. So I just think it's funny that, you know, and then I'm thinking about how far back social media went. And I was like, oh, shit, I used to have a MySpace and a Facebook. And then I just migrated to Facebook. So then I'm like thinking in my head, that's probably what my sister did, too. Like she migrated off of Facebook to Instagram. But to say that I'm old is painful. I'm only 31. I thought I was pretty young, but I guess I'm old as shit now, huh? Dirt. I'm old as dirt. <laughs> um, this cold weather. This is, this is something else I don't want to deal with. Like, here, okay. So I'm telling you, so my flight out there was smooth. And I've said this before, man. I think I said this on the podcast before I left. My flight out there was smooth. Fucking always something stupid happens when I try to come home, which is like all the signs in the world. Like I was leaving on the cusp of a hurricane. Okay. My let's not even go there first. Let's go to the fact that I lost my coat in the airport. Okay. Yeah. I lost my coat in the airport. So 
I know I had it when I sat down at my gate. I know I was carrying it. I believe I was carrying it when I went to go get a Starbucks coffee really quickly because I was thirsty. And somehow between Starbucks and sitting back at my gate again, I lost my jacket. Like I sat down and I said, I am missing one item because I have my book bag and the jacket and obviously holding my coffee. So it's three things. So it's missing something. So I'm like, okay, great. So I like look everywhere. I even go back to where the TSA is, like where you walk through and get, you know, take this off, take this off and walk through. Like, um, I get there and I ask them, I'm like, has anyone turned in like an olive green jacket? It's like knee length from the, from like Uniqlo. Not that they would know the brand, whatever, but figured just throw it out there. And she called, I guess, whoever she was calling, like she through the walkie talkies, whatever. And she said, nobody's turned in any jacket like that. So I went over to the guy who had checked my shit out and he was like, nope, I haven't seen any green jackets. So I'm like, oh, fucking great. Like, of course, I looked at the weather in Newark to see if I actually needed it to actually be upset about this. And it was actually pretty warm. So I said, fuck it. Who cares? So I, like I said, it's always something when I come back. Not only that, so then, you know, I was able to finish my coffee and stuff and I was chilling without my jacket, like an asshole. And I get up to the, they start calling Rose to go into the plane. Now what they're doing with COVID is they're doing the the back seats first, like the rear seats. So of course I'm in row seven. At least that is what I was led to believe on my boarding pass. I get up to the front for the lady to scan my phone because that's where my boarding pass is because we don't need to hold paper anymore, hoes. So they go to scan my phone and the lady goes, you're already on this flight. And I was like, "Mm, no, I'm not. And she goes, Corinne Fonseca. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, your seat's been changed to 4A. And I was like, so I texted my mom because sometimes my mom has a way of just upgrading things without telling anybody. So I texted her and I was like, hey, did you change my seat? And she goes, no. So I said, okay. So I got upgraded for free, I guess, because those those seats are like extra room seats. So like you sit there and you have all the foot room you need. So I was like, cool, man. That's awesome that, you know, I got this out of the situation. So, um, so that was cool. And, uh, so I had a spacious ride back. I got back. It was fucking delayed by the way, because, you know, um, the hurricane. So it kept us on the runway for longer, like 45 minutes longer than it should have. And, um, I was like, I feel like this shit is going to like turn around at some point. Like, I feel like they're just going to turn us around and bring us back to the gate. They didn't do that. I got back and, uh, it was, a, it was a, uh, it was, it was an easy flight. Once we got like above the clouds and everything, sorry, I spaced for a second. Once, um, uh, once we were above the clouds and in the air, it was a pretty good time. <laughs> pretty good time for a flight. <laughs> and, um, so I got back home. I found my luggage easily. And let me tell you something. I got to not travel with black luggage ever again, or put like a, a discerning mark on it, like something that would set it apart from the rest of it. Because there were so many people traveling with black luggage. 
I was like, holy fuck. Like, I didn't even know, like, when I got to Tampa, I fucking grabbed someone else's bag accidentally and then put it back really quickly. And then um, when uh, when I got to Newark, I, I almost did the same shit, but I didn't grab my luggage the first time around. And I think it was one of the first pieces that came down. Um, so that's what's happening with that. So that was, that was, that was interesting. So, um, I get home and, you know, it just feels drab. It just feels like uninteresting. (laughs) And then of course, you know, I can't go back to work until I do a COVID test and I got back too late on Wednesday to do it. So I had to go on Thursday and then I was out another two days. So I was out like a week and a half and, um, I get back to work Monday and it's a whole fucking chaotic thing. Like there's so much work to do. There's so many things I don't understand that are going on and so ridiculous. And you know what the funny part is, is, you know, with everything that's going on with COVID and everything and how I kind of went to like the hot zone for it and came back fine. Like what? Like I came back negative. Oh man. How ridiculous is that? You go to Florida, one of the places of main concern and you come back fine. I honestly never would have expected it, except I do what I'm supposed to, which is wear a mask and, you know, not be in a place where there's a crazy amount of people. So in any case, you know, don't break the rules and you'll be all right, is what I'm saying. Um, I'm not feeling this cold weather anymore at all. And, you know, the fact that I lost my jacket at the airport, I told my mom about that too, while I was at the airport going back to that. And she was like, someone probably, you probably left it on the seat and someone scooped it up. That's the only thing that I could think of. And I was like, well, shit, she's probably right because there's like no sign of it. Like if I dropped it and nobody thought anything of it, they would have left it there. And then I probably would have picked it back up and, you know, kept it moving. Like I would have seen it on the floor. Um, didn't happen. <laughs> Jacket's still lost and I feel bad, but I have another one of the same type and a bigger size. Thank God. Cause it covers my ass in black. So that's, that's good. I'm really mad about that jacket thing, but there's always something when I travel somewhere. So I'm not really too surprised about it. (laughs) So the, so go speaking on these COVID regulations in New York, nobody ever seems to know what the fuck is going on in New York. Like shit was going back and forth with testing regulations while I was with my family. And I almost really did not come back. Um, So I was told before I came back, that I had to have a COVID test within three days of my flight because apparently they were asking for paperwork on it. Um, And uh, obviously when I got off the flight, they they were doing no such thing. And um, I even asked my boss, I was like, even if I'm flying into Newark, I need to do this shit? She was like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. So when I got it done, And then the Tuesday before my flight, my boss texts me and she goes, you just have to have a test within 24 hours of returning and then you can return to work if it comes back negative. So basically the same fucking rules. Like, so it's basically the same fucking rules that I've been doing this whole time. If I travel somewhere, there's the same rules for Maryland and, you know, now it's the same rules for Florida, which I did not expect anything different out of this trip, to be honest with you. But like, so annoying. Like, whatever. But as I was saying before, if you do what you're supposed to do, you'll be fine and your tests will always be negative. But there's people out there who continue to live their life on their own, just doing whatever they want. And these people ruin things for everybody else. So apparently what's going on right now is that there's 
more cases spiking lately. Like there's a spike in cases and Cuomo thinks that, you know, shutting everything down at 10 o'clock again is going to make COVID stop somehow, which, you know, you obviously don't know science because viruses don't care about time. (laughs) Like airborne viruses or however it's transmitted, whatever, does not care about a 10 p.m. curfew, sir. Like you don't know science, but it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to know science, I guess, apparently to be a governor of a state. But in any case, that's what he's doing. So the biggest complaint is that, you know, people are upset. Um, people are upset about the whole, you know, closing things down at 10 p.m. So closing things, like I was saying before, closing things down at 10 p.m. doesn't really change anything that's going on with this virus. But, you know, if he thinks it's going to help, then I guess we just have to go with it, right? We don't really have a choice. So I just think it's funny that people are complaining because, you know, I'm an old lady in my soul and I don't really care about going out that late, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's funny that everybody cares about, you know, being out late during the week, by the way, past 10 p.m. at bars and restaurants and clubs and shit. And, you know, who's trying to do that anymore? Like, you know, it's winter time. Shouldn't y'all be home at 10 p.m.? Like, who's really trying to be freezing or catch hypothermia because it gets cold in New York after 10 p.m., before 10 p.m. during the winter? Like, one year it got really cold. We were dealing with negatives, negative numbers for temperatures. It was disgusting, and then we get those really crazy highs where we had triple digits. That was crazy summertime. That was like three, four years ago. We had like 104. You know how hot my parents' pool was? Holy shit. It was like being in a jacuzzi. Like you got out and you were instantly dry. I'm like, what kind of temperature? What kind of tempy Arizona shit is this? But anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> but I just think it's funny that I am perfectly happy sitting in bed doing a puzzle book at 8 p.m. I'm like, like, like I just said, I am in bed and it's 924. The only reason I'm getting up out of bed is to shower because it's been a long ass day and I've been sweating and I sweat even more when I play shitty during Call of Duty, which I did today because I'm not feeling well, <laughs> not feeling well. So I pay the wor- world no mind whatsoever when I'm doing my books, my puzzle books. Anyway. I do read occasionally, but you know, I got to go back into that because I haven't done it in a while. And I have three books sitting within my peripheral to my right hand side. And, uh, it's, it's not thrilling at all to just have those books sitting there. Guys, I am listening to this wind outside and it sounds fucking crazy. Like it was hailing today. And I'm like, ew, what kind of New York crazy weather shit is this? Like, I really just, I'm really just done. It's really ready to be done. Like I was talking to Mark and I was like, dude, just move this entire office of the activities department to Florida and we could just chill forever. (laughs) Like I was cracking up because, you know, it's going to be really sad when I say bye to them because some people are just, some people are just gems at work. Like they really are, um, have really good times with them. But, um, Yeah. So like I was saying before, not to get all stupid and mushy on that, but you know, 10 PM and COVID, you know, really? (laughs) So I noticed something else yesterday. Speaking of idiots, I've noticed that there's certain people out there who think it's okay to not make left turns appropriately. Like I was headed to the supermarket on Monday to like pick up some breadcrumbs to make chicken cutlets. And I was in the right hand lane 
of two turning lanes on 211. It's always a busy intersection. And it was also the spot where I saw a car accident that I may have mentioned in earlier episodes. In any case, a Hasidic in their typical van hit some other car and the Hasidic pulled into the small lot of the flower shop. Like it didn't even look like anything happened to the woman's car, but she looked pissed off anyway. So I'm not going to repeat the whole story again, but the person, let's go back to yesterday. So the person was in the right hand lane. She was in front of me. Okay. So she was in front of me and she was making the same turn I was making. And it's a busy intersection. Okay. Things happen. Accidents have happened there plenty of times. Um, she, (laughs) she was turning and you know how sometimes people make a wide turn? Well, she made the sharpest turn I've ever seen in my life and cut into the left-hand lane of the turning lane. So there's two turning lanes, a left and a right. Excuse me. So she turned from the right into the left, and she got very lucky that there was no car in that left lane because that would have been an accident that I definitely would have scooted around. I would have been like, nope, someone else can call that bad boy in because I need to get breadcrumbs and I need to get home. Like that that was the only thing on my mind. Like I couldn't, couldn't do anything else. So I've decided that these people that don't make these turns properly, you know, do not color in the lines of the coloring book, like when they were younger. So when I was younger and I had coloring books, I used to It varied, really, because sometimes my style of coloring would change. Sometimes I would outline the border, like within the lines, obviously. I would outline the border darker than I would color it in. Like I would shade it in lighter than the outline I did. So sometimes I would do that if I was feeling especially, you know, spicy that day. Or sometimes I would just color normally, like, you know, just color it in. Never outside the lines. Do you know why? Because it looks disgusting outside the lines. And the way this person drove was disgusting. Like sometimes people say, you know, coloring outside the lines is like a creativity thing. Like, you know, you think outside the box, but don't do that when you drive. Don't think outside the box when you drive. Just fucking drive. Just go straight. Okay. Just go straight and be normal like the rest of us. And don't almost cause accidents. Like that lady definitely would have caused an accident. And then she would have shut down traffic in that one turn because cops out here just don't care and they stop everywhere and they just don't care who they pulled over, where they pulled over, if it's safe, if it's dangerous, whatever. So that's a whole other debacle in and of itself. And I'm just sick of people, you know, getting pulled over and stuff. So they, like I said, they usually shut down traffic and everything and it's just ridiculous. There's been so many times where I've seen cops pull people over And just not even care that, you know, one lane of traffic has been shut down. Like it was, it was so fucking weird anyway. (laughs) So I don't want this lady coloring outside the lines. I want her to drive like a person and just be a person. And, uh, so, you know, speaking of, you know, let's just go into the fact that I had to catch up on almost two weeks worth of work because nobody does any of my stuff while I'm gone. So, um, been catching up on my podcasts as usual because, you know, sometimes I watch Netflix at work, but when you're trying to catch up on stuff, you can't really be looking at screens. So I've been catching up on this podcast. I know you guys know I listen to it. It's called the Honeymoon Podcast or the, um, yeah, the Honeymoon Podcast, whatever. But it's Natasha Legera and Moshe Kosher. They're a married, they're two comedians who got married 
And it's been like the most entertaining shit because they give relationship advice to people. And they did it. They started out doing that as a skit on one of their, you know, tours. So that shit was so funny when they did it that I was so glad that they turned it into a podcast. So um, I just thought it was a good time. Um, it was a good time. And I'm just glad they turned it into something worthwhile. And they're like so many episodes in. And they just make my day a whole lot better, especially with the advice they give. So I just hate like sometimes how things are so relatable and their podcast sometimes with the things they say is so relatable. It's disgusting. Like I'm like, there's certain things at certain points in your life that line up the way you want them to, like exactly the way you want them to. And one of the things they were talking about is, you know, taking a risk. So this lady called in and she, well, not lady, but she was talking about how she's unfulfilled at work and she wants to start over and whatnot. And her man as a firefighter who could basically support them both and apparently have like a two month window where she could figure out what she wants to do. And Moshe said that, you know, she should try and go for that because, you know, she's young and she can. And, you know, life is about taking risks. And, you know, I'd rather, he said something like, I'd rather take a risk and fail than not take a risk and feel like a failure. So I feel like that's the energy I'm going to put out into the world from now on. Like, I'm going to be a risk taker because I've always played it safe and I've always been complacent and stuff. And, you know, I'm just really going to be outspoken, I feel, for a while (laughs) because, I keep a lot of things to myself, not with you guys, obviously, because we talk all the time, but, um, I really feel like things need to change and I need to change and change comes from within. So there's things that I have to fix about myself and there's things that I've put people through recently that, you know, didn't need to go through any of that. And I'll probably be sorry for a very long time. Like I'm still sorry, but, um, I know there's someone out there who I've hurt recently And it's just made me think about things and things I don't do and things I don't say and things I have said. And, you know, I'm just really bad. And I think it's because I've never felt like I could speak up in certain situations because I've always let other people take charge. And I think now it's time for me to take charge. And I think that's what I'm going to start doing from now on. And, you know, at this point in my life, you know, parents can give me advice and, you know, suggestions and whatnot. But at my age, it's just advice and suggestions. And I don't have to take it if I don't want to. So I'm just going to, you know, hop in feet first and see what happens. But um, that's what I thought was so enlightening about the situation because it, it had everything to do with what's going on right now in my life. And it was like, damn, really? Like, <laughs> and then my, my friend Alicia made me get this stupid app. It's called The Pattern, and I'm so upset with how accurate it is. It's so disgusting. I told her this morning I was really annoyed by what I read at 9 a.m. today. So it says, for today, the possibilities that you never saw before could seem to be opening up right now, and there are many directions to choose. Instead of holding on, learn to let go and accept this momentary lack of control in your life. Try to view this time as a rare opportunity to live outside of normal. It's a chance to suspend your need for certainty or practicality. That's like the opposite of how I am, but this is making me question everything. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, really? Like, you're going to shove this down my throat? App that doesn't know me, but knows me? 
Anyway, if anyone's interested, it's called The Pattern, and it's on the App Store. I don't know if it's on Android, but I have an iPhone because I'm ridiculously bougie for no reason. And um, those phones are getting more and more expensive, let's be serious. But uh, yeah, it's called The Pattern. And <laughs> I downloaded it yesterday, and it's been very like uplifting. And I'm like, ooh, all this positivity. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so... Also, speaking of things coming up and, you know, opportunities and stuff, Thanksgiving's coming up. And, you know, I'm not going to have too much to say about it because this year's going to be different. My family's not here. Last year was different, but not really because I spent it with family. Like, I spent it with my grandmother at her uh, apartment in Brooklyn. It was a bunch of us. It was a handful. It wasn't packed. But um, didn't realize that it was going to be the last one I spent with them there because my grandmother recently moved and she's in Florida too. So she's going to be doing Thanksgiving down there. And what's funny is she said that she's not cooking this time. So, which is like so far-fetched, but not, not really because she lives in Brooklyn. So she didn't really do much of anything. And, um, I just think it's, uh, it was a little sad, like, you know, cause in my memories, like I visited her apparently this time a few years ago or yesterday, this time a few years ago. And, uh, we did shopping and stuff and, uh, it was just, it was just a good time. She's always a good time. And it's my father's mother, Maria. She, uh, she's the best. She's always helped me with everything. Whenever I ask, no questions asked. And, uh, I of course, you know, show that I appreciate her and pay her back in different ways, in ways that I can, because sometimes it's, it's, it's help that I can't really sometimes give back. And it, it kills me to say that, but I'm sure one day when, you know, I'm making my millions or whatever, I'll be able to pay her back in spades. So, um, yeah, so I don't really have many fond memories of Thanksgiving because the Thanksgiving before last was with my ex and it wasn't the greatest. So, cause it was the last one for them in that house. So like the past two years, it's like, you don't realize shit is happening until it happens. And then like the following year, it's completely different. Like I would just like to have, you know, Thanksgivings actually be consistent. Like actually be consistent. Like I get so pissed off at that because, um, last year was okay. Um, the year before that I worked for an asshole. So I was always stressed out. So I'm probably sure I didn't eat anything. So she fucking sucked, my old boss. Last year was good because I was in, in a more comfortable job. And it didn't stress me out as much as the job I had before that. And um, I don't even remember the year before that. I know, I was think I was still living at home. So I was at the, uh, you know, at the will of my parents. So I had to help them do things. And I think I got into an argument with my grandmother that year, my mother's mother. Because, you know, she likes to... She, she's a little, you know, disrespectful sometimes. Like she doesn't realize what she's doing affects other people. So sometimes she'll like put her hand in, in your face or she'll point at you or whatever. And, you know, and she, you know, she likes to snap at you like you're wrong. And it's like, how about you just, you know, calm down with the gesturing and keep it away from my face. <laughs> I didn't know that was a tall order. Like, ugh. anyway. So the family dysfunction comes out around those times. So sometimes it's enjoyable. Sometimes it isn't. 
I'm not sure if I'm hosting it this year or if I'm actually going to Alicia's. I haven't decided what I'm going to do. We'll see when I get paid Friday what the story is. Um, tomorrow I'm going to Laura's, so I guess that's one of the things we'll talk about. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I made Easter dinner before, which was pretty nice. It was the first time I've made a ham. Oh, my God. It was so delicious, though. I couldn't even believe how good it came out. Um, cause it was my first time doing it. So, you know, sometimes people think they have like a green thumb, like they, my grandmother, my father's mother, Maria, she has a green thumb. She has like, you know, basil plants and oregano. And it's like, she has all this crazy shit going on. And I'm like, you know, I kill plants for, for, you know, a living. Like, you know, it just feels like everything that, you know, if it's a plant, it's dead. <laughs> and I don't mean to do it on purpose, but it is what it is. So, um, yeah, so hopefully looking forward to a good Thanksgiving this year. I'm actually looking forward to seeing Laura because I feel like I haven't seen her in forever. Uh, that'll be a nice chill hangout tomorrow. Uh, get me out of the house for a little bit. Um, so I think uh, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be a good... Uh, it's all, it's all going to be great, okay? I'm worrying about things a lot. It's stressing me out. Um, but I'm not going to let it do that. I'm not going to let it take me down. And that's what a lot of people got to do out there. Like we're, we're, we're in seasonal depression right now, seasonal affect disorder. And it's because the days are shorter and we don't want to do anything else but lay down and go to sleep or lay down and die, whatever comes first, you know? <laughs> but, um, we'll, oh my God, cars are so loud. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe 2021 will be better. Um, hoping so. Fingers crossed. And uh, I'm hoping everybody gets the holidays okay. Because, you know, Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's. And then it's like January goes by in the blink of an eye. And then it's February. And you're like, ugh, this again? And what's funny is people think that COVID is just going to end and on December 31st. And then it's going to be it. And... Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Uh, Natasha Legero was saying that she doesn't think it's going to be done till like 2022 when we finally figured out this vaccine situation and whatnot. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's basically it. I mean, I've been back and I finally caught up on all my work today. So that's good. And, uh, I love how people, when you return to work, one last thing, I love how people know that you've been gone, but want to ask you questions as if you've been around. My boss, Beth, did that to me today. Like she, she asked me about a ward conference that she emailed all the staff about the nursing staff. And she, um, she, she asked me if I'd received them from any of the units yet. She goes, cause I just got these in today. And I'm like, well, keep in mind. Yesterday was my first day back. And she was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, how did you not realize it was my first day back? Were you out last week? Like, I sit right at that front desk. I'm not hidden anywhere where you can't see me. Ugh. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it wasn't an hour, but um, I'll probably have Thanksgiving stuff to talk about next week. I just have to figure out that stuff. Then uh, December is going to be the countdown to me leaving New York. So it's going to be a hectic time. 
I'm going to try and put out episodes for you. If not, don't worry about it. I will have repeats or I'll have something happen where you will get content every week. I'm not going to leave you guys hanging because that wouldn't be fair because, you know, even though stuff goes on personally, I can always make time for you guys. And that's what I'm going to do. Last week, I didn't do it. I had to put on a repeat because traveling and trying to get home and being in a mood because of things that went down on vacation, you know, still affecting me. And, you know, it just makes me sick. Like I'm sick to my stomach. But anyway, (laughs) not going to let it take me out. I'm going to stay positive, positive, fingers crossed, all that stuff. (laughs) But um, I love you guys. And thank you for another pleasant week. And I hope uh, anytime you're listening to this, you're having a cuckoo day. Bye, guys. Love you.